the Lord, everybody. Cheryl Boggs Ministries presents Resting in His Word with Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. Psalm 91 and 1 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This is truly the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this program. I pray, God, that people that are listening and that are logged on, God, that they will receive a word from you. I thank you for an uplifting, inspiring, encouraging program on today. And I just thank you for it in Jesus' name. I'm Cheryl Boggs, and you're listening to Resting in His Word. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. So go ahead, call, text, or email a friend. Let them know that Resting in His Word is on the air, and they'll be so glad that you did. Yes, well, truly this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. I hope you will too, because it's a beautiful day here in the Dallas, Texas, Arlington, Bedford, you know, Dallas, Irving, and the surrounding areas. It's a beautiful day. And we have yet to be uh, hitting fall temperatures, but I'm sure it's coming soon. We're still in the 90s, yeah, in the high 90s, but we're thankful to the Lord. Because you know what I always say, as long as the S-O-N, which is Jesus Christ, is shining on the inside, doesn't matter what's going on on the outside. Well, I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs, and I'm so glad that you've joined me today. I have an awesome program for you today. In just a little bit, Lady Evelyn J is going to join with her Empowered Enjoy segment. And then you don't even have to leave your house. We'll take a walk in the Word with Elder Brett Guilford. And then my guest, I'm so honored to have the legendary Babby Mason is going to be on uh, in the second hour. She is going to be on. So if you have any questions, put them in the chat. And let me know, and I will ask her, and uh, we'll just pull on her wealth of experience. She's a TV host. She has a whole radio network. She has books. She has CDs. She has music. She has. She's a songwriter, singer, song, all of that. <clears throat> so you're gonna definitely want to get somewhere where you can uh, listen. Hey, you can go to fbrn.us. You can listen to it there. You can go to my YouTube channel. Just in case you're you know, not going to be on Facebook, you can go to YouTube, Cheryl Boggs, and you can also go to um, FBRN, Fishbowl Radio Network.us. FBRN.us. Look for my pretty picture, and uh, you can listen to it there. But you're going to definitely want to stay tuned. All right, let's see what else I need to tell you. Oh, yeah. You're blessed because you're alive. And as long as you have a pulse, you still have a purpose. So you're not done. You're not done at all. And if it's not good yet, whatever you're going through, 
then God's not done because all things are going to work together for good to them that love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. And you are called. All right. Well, I'm going to turn this portion over to Lady Evelyn J with her Empowered Enjoy segment. Hello, everybody. It's so wonderful to be back with everyone on another great Monday evening. It is truly the day that the Lord has made. And yes, we are still having summer weather. <laughs> I am so uh, thankful for the trip on last week. It was it was warm where I went, but just feeling the breeze coming off the Pacific Ocean was just um, beautiful. Um, we have been we have been dealing with a lot of heat this summer. I told my husband, I said, you know what? I think if I have to go through another summer like we did in 2023, I think I'll move to Alaska where it's cool. But I don't even know if it's, it's cool over there. But anyway, I know it's a little bit milder than it is here. So welcome to the Empowered Enjoy segment. This is your host, Lady Evelyn J. So glad to be here on Resting in His Word with a great host, Elder uh, Cheryl Boggs, and I'm so excited to hear the guest that's on this evening, uh, Babby Mason. I follow her a lot uh, on the TBN network and just different platforms that she's been in. I've been so inspired by that woman of God, so I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of this segment. So please, please stay tuned on this platform. There's great things that happens here, great conversations. Um, it's just, it's just. It's just thrilling to hear Elder um, Elder uh, Cheryl Boggs and Elder uh, uh, Brett Guilford after my pl platform. And I'm just so thankful that those two individuals, which are the veterans on here, have allowed this little young lady to come on and be a part of their, uh, their segment. They've been doing this a long time, so I'm coming up learning. <laughs> so, and I've learned a lot, so I, I'm grateful for having this space, this segment here, the Empowered Enjoy. So I just want to talk a little bit about what this month is all about. It's about October. It's about harvest. This is the time in the season that I uh, would have conversations with my mom or my dad, and they talked about gathering in the, the food for the wintertime. They're bunkering in. They're, they're kind of doing like the ants. You know, the ants never stop working. I sat down long as they weren't the fire ants. We have fire ants here in Texas. And uh, you can't sit down and watch them because they will bring a strong bite to you. Those little old bitty ants will bite you and hurt you, okay? But I sit down and I watch the little black ants. And sometimes they're, they're moving so rapidly, just moving back and forth, back and forth. And sometimes I would take a little leaf and put it in there to see if it's going to interrupt their flow. They stop a moment and little antennas be going and then all of a sudden they find a way to crawl over, making sure I guess it's not dangerous or whatever, whatever's put in their path, it's not dangerous, and they end up crawling over. They don't stop. They're non-stop. The Bible talks about how the ants are always storing up, always storing up. And I think about the squirrels. They're always storing up. Um, I believe it was someone that said, um, and I can't remember, I think I saw this on Facebook where they had so many acorns in their in the wall of their home or a tree or something uh, that the that the squirrels had had you know put back so much and so <laughs> they found all of this food behind the wall uh, of their resident and I thought wow 
the squirrel never stops. You know, sometimes you can almost have an accident running over, uh, trying to avoid hitting a squirrel in the street. <laughs> and so, but I just thank God those little, those little elements, those, those, those little nuggets that we watch that are busy constantly, you know, they're, 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 they're on the go. They're on the go. They're making sure even bees, if you notice bees, how busy they are and, and they're constantly making that honey, making that hive and, and, and that honeycomb is just, they're constantly working. And so that's how we have to be. And I have to, you know, I love harvest time because it's fall. It's supposed to be cooler. The lot, the leaves will eventually start changing. <laughs> Some of ours have already because of the, the, the drought season that we've gone through. But I'm praying that we get to see an autumn this year. I'm praying that the cooler weather will prevail. And I do want to pray for the people that was in New York. They had so much rain. It flooded their streets, subways, and people that lived in basements. So I pray that those people that lived in the lower levels of, of the apartments that they you know, didn't sustain too much damage. I can, I just know that is just an awful feeling to come home and everything you got, or even if you didn't get to go home, because a lot of people work from home, you had to evacuate your area because of the dangerous waters that were coming in. But harvest time, what is harvest? And my dictionary, and I believe this is a Webster dictionary, according to Webster, it says the process or period of gathering in crops, gathering crops. And the Bible speaks of the harvest, you know, it speaks of the harvest time. You know, it says the fields are white, but the laborers are few. We're going into the harvest season. And I was having a conversation with a gentleman at church, and he had told me that he went to Israel probably about a week or so ago. And he said, Miss Evelyn, he said, when I was a little boy, you know, we got baptized when we were kids. And he took me back to my remembrance. And when I got baptized, I got baptized in a little white church. And it was on Bernard Street in Oklahoma City, no longer there. But I remember the first time I got baptized. But he said, but you know what? When I re-baptized, got rebaptized in the Jordan River, it just changed my, uh, changed some things in him, he said. It just felt you know, this, I just thought about, that's where Jesus and, 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 uh, John were baptized. And I'm like, that's where the, the angels stirred the water. And, um, I was just thinking about that, the remnants of what was left when Jesus went down in the Jordan River. And he was talking about how different he felt things that he, um, would possibly want to change. But I just, I just enjoyed talking to him about that and remembering, you know, this is the season for harvest. So if those of you that are out there that don't have a church home uh, or don't even, don't even have a relationship with God, this is your opportune time. And you don't have to wait to harvest time to uh, give yourself to Christ. You can give yourself to Christ any day of the week. Uh, you give them to him on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 365 days a year. We're here on earth. That God has given us an opportunity that we can we can be close to Him, we can surrender unto Him, we can give Him our all. So I thought this with October being uh, standing for harvest, I thought, well, this is no better time to talk about it because the Bible talks about harvest time. You know, being ready, making sure that we have a a bonded relationship with God, um, making sure that our house is in order. A lot of our houses are not in order, and we have to make sure it gets in order. 
uh, just like the people that had sustained the flooding unexpectedly. Because the Bible tells us we know the day nor the hour that the Son of Man will come. And, you know, when, when we have these surprise storms, tornadoes, hurricanes, that's unexpected. That's suddenly. And that's just as quick as a hurricane develop on the water. Just as quick as a twister in the sky comes out of those clouds. Just quick as the earthquake comes. We just suffered a major earthquake over Morocco. They didn't expect that. And they lost thousands and thousands of people. Unexpected things that happened. He said that he would come in a twinkling of an eye. And sometime our storms come in a twinkling of an eye. It's here one minute, gone the next. That's how quick things change in our lives. And so this season of harvest, it's time for us to get close. It's, it's time for us to find a place that we, we know uh, to get in the ark of safety when it's time. Just like in Noah's day, Noah built the ark. I bet a lot of people had um, tailgate parties building, watching Noah build that ark. <laughs> They're like, oh, what's going on? Well, we're going down here to the, to the uh, tailgate party to watch Noah build this big old wooden boat. I don't know who he's going to put in it or what's what he think is coming, but they got around and they talked about it. And they probably just, you know, made bets on it. Oh, is he going to finish it? Or what, 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 where did he get this idea from? You know, a lot of that, but they didn't expect that one day, <laughs> one day the rain was going to come. And I'm sure when the first rain came, they were probably, oh yeah, yeah. But after it never stopped, it kept coming and coming and don't look like it was going to stop. I'm pretty sure there was a lot of them wish they had got on board when Noah shut the door, when God shut the door on the ark. So this is harvest time. It's time to be, uh, as our believers, it's time for us to really uh, witness. It's time for us to show our light. It's time for us to, you know, gain souls for Christ. He said, if we lift him up, we would draw all men unto unto God. And that's just like the service on yesterday. They were talking about what worship is all about. That's our theme at our church, what worship truly is all about. And I love how uh, my pastor uh, expound on how David, that the demonstration of bringing the worship and then he danced. He, he had an illustration of when, you know, they had so many miles to go, but they danced, giving God praise, you know, and I just thank God because I I know that in me, I'm a worshiper and I know anything that I desire or I get crushed on, like I had to be a worshiper through grief when I lost my mother and my father. I had to, I had to sing songs of melody to help me get through it. And then it prepared me to pray, Lord, you got to get me through this level of grief. I can't handle it. I'm not strong enough. But after I started worshiping and singing and praising God, he brought the melody in my heart. And then he said that weeping may endure for a night. But guess what? Joy comes in the morning. Joy, worship comes in the morning. And I'm so thankful because he, you know, I have a father which is in heaven that knows how to comfort me when I'm broken. And that's what God is all about. I want to uh, heal the brokenhearted. And it's a lot of brokenhearted people in the world. And we don't have to be broken if we just open our mouth and surrender ourselves unto God. Uh, one, of the, one of the scriptures here, let me go ahead and pull one up. And um, I just love my laptop 
today, <laughs> making sure everything's plugged up and I don't go off the air with anything. <laughs> I got electricity. Houston, I have I have power. Uh, it talks about um, harvest time. And in Luke 10, I'm going to just go through several scriptures here. Um, Therefore, he said unto them, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. And I remember, um, I remember excuse me. I remember my mom and dad, they would talk about all the, uh, the crops that they raised. And I remember one year we went down and my grandfather had peanuts. He grew a lot of peanuts. I uh, lived in Louisiana. So they did a lot of peanuts. And so this particular year we went down. They were drying out the peanuts after they pulled them up out the ground. They kind of let the sun dry them out and whatever that process is. And I remember just looking down row after row after row after row and the the field that my grandfather my mother's father planted it it was so huge and all you could see is the yields that came from the harvest Ooh, the yields that came forth and just think when you go gather in the harvest how much yield is there so I take that as an illustration. Just think what's in the fields. And then once we start as believers going out there gathering for God and start talking and giving our testimonies and edifying God and get, reading the word of God to someone, just showing somebody a smile, just giving someone a hug, what that yield is going to bring in, okay? What that yield would bring in. It's going to be an abundance of people coming to the Lord. Um, we were talking about on another platform that I was on, talking about how many people have really walked away from God. How many, you know, because the Bible talks about a great falling away. What is that great falling away? What does it look like? Maybe it was 2020 when we were shut in our homes and people got accustomed to looking at things on the Internet. There was a great falling away because a lot of people did not return back to the church house. Some people still at home watching it from their their personal laptops or internet from home. So that could be a great falling away because, you know, God wants us to assemble ourselves because I feel like when you enter into the house of God, there's power and there's so much to get you through the rest of the week. There's words of uh of the word of God that's preached. There's songs, the worships that goes up. Our worship team in our church is such a powerful uh, uh, group together. Um, not one is it, it. Not one calls a distraction where it takes it takes your mind off of what they're really supposed to be doing. It's it's harmony. It's unity. That's what worship is. It's coming together and worshiping and magnifying the Lord at the same time, and nobody's trying to stand out out more than the other. That's what it's all about. He loves unity. God loves unity. Um, it says here in the uh, John 4, 35, it says, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then come harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. The fields are white and ready for harvest. But where are the laborers? Where are the believers? Where are the ones that are supposed to go out and gather in the yields? Where are we? We got to get busy. Our job is not always in the four walls of the church. Our jobs is outside 
the four walls. That's when, to me, the work begins outside the four walls of the church because there's so much together outside the four walls, just like the ants. They're gathering outside the four walls. They're always picking up this to take back to the main place where they're storing up their food for the winter, just like the squirrel. He has a, a, a certain location. See, we, we go out into the fields, and then we bring it back to the church house. We bring it back to the church so that that yield can be fed, that yield can be prayed over, that yield can be instructed on how to live a, a, a quiet and a peaceful life. That, that, that yield is going to be taught how to live for Christ. If they don't know, understand how to live for Christ, if they have strongholds, then you would the yield has to come and sit under the anointing of those that are ministering to them. That's what the four walls are for, to go out and do our mission work. And then we, they, if we do our mission work well enough, that yield is going to come back and say, I want what that person taught me. I want what that person said to me. I want what that person witnessed to me. I want what that person's light is saying. I want what that person, his fruits the fruits that that person bear. I want the same thing that person has. Where can I go to get it? So we have to be prepared to show them the way to God. That's one of our uh, our, our final uh, uh, primary mission is to show people to to God, to bring people to to the to the altar. So with all the burdens that are are on people's hearts these days, there needs to be a place where they can bring it and leave it on the altar, so they don't have to deal with it no more. That's sometimes what um what you know can pull people away because they 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 don't got in this rat race of life, trying to deal with the rat race of life, and they have forgotten that God said, "Bring it to me." He would make our yoke. He he said your your burdens will be light. <laughs> Take all your cares to him and leave them there. And but what we do, we pick it up and we think we can we think we can take care of it and resolve it. But we have to leave it at the altar where God can take care of it. Take the load off. Make our load lighter. That we can think because sometimes I believe like if we have too much on our mind, that's how Satan comes in and distract and destroy because that's all his purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. We cannot allow that. It says here in Matthew 13, 30, let both grow together until harvest. In the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together from the tares and bind them in bundles and burn them. But gather the wheat into my barns. So God is saying, let us all grow together. You know, um, sometimes we can get to the point where we want to separate people from the church or separate people. Oh, they're not the right people. No, no, no. That's God's doing. He will separate the tear from the wheat. But you want to be in the wheat barn. <laughs> you don't want to go to the tear barn because the tear barn is going to be burned. So he said, let them grow together. Let the sinners and the and the believers grow together because I will do the separating. That's what God is going to do. He's going to do the separating. We have too many people trying to separate people now. No, it's not your job to do it. God said, I, the reaper, will come to do the separating. He will separate the wheat from the tear. And the tear is going to be burned up and the wheat is going to go into the barn. So there's a lot of work to do. And it says Proverbs 3, 9, and I'm going to be finishing here. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit 
of all thine increase. So we want to honor the Lord with the increase of those that are uh, seeking after God, the harvest, the yield. We want to bring in the increase that that'll be the first fruit. We go out and we witness and we bringing in the yields. We're bringing in the we're bringing in the first fruit of all that to get that increase. Because when you go out to win souls for Christ, it brings more to Christ. And then what does that do? It increase the first fruit. It increase the praise. It increase the, the anointing. It increase the healing in the atmosphere of the house of God. He said, let my house be a house of prayer. So I'm going to end it there. It's been great. I hope that you enjoyed what I spoke this evening. And I pray to see you on next Monday evening. May God bless you and keep you until we meet again. God bless. Hey, y'all, what's going on? It's Devon Franklin. You're listening to Cheryl Boggs, Resting in His Word. That's the only place you need to be. Stay right here. Don't turn. God bless you. Hi, this is Jay Jerome. This is Jay Jerome, and you're listening to Resting in His Word with Cheryl Boggs. Resting in His Word with Cheryl Boggs. Beautiful people, this is Major Mr. This is why I love you. And we're rocking with Cheryl Boggs. Resting in, resting in his word. What's up? It's your man Montel Jordan, and this is how we do it. You listen to my girl Cheryl Boggs, and we're resting in his word. Hi, this is Pastor Marvin Winans, and you're listening to the Cheryl Boggs Show. Enjoy. He that dwells in the secret place will never have to worry about being safe.
<laughs> well, Psalm 91, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty God. Well, I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs, and I think, I don't know, that we don't have clocks on the walls much anymore. But I think it's time for us to take a walk in the Word. <laughs> Let's see if we have Elder Brett Guilford. Oh, hey. It's, it's, oh, my God. You know what, Cheryl? It's, it's time to take a walk in the Word. <laughs> Is it time? <laughs> I was trying to give a, you know, a good little yeah. lead in, you know. Yeah. But I was like, well, we don't have clocks on the walls that much anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's time. It's time, but you know, it's it's a wonderful day. How you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Fantastic. I'm doing absolutely wonderful. You know, um, it's um, we, we're having a good time. Hold on one second here. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're good to go. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful day. You know, I went outside earlier today. It's got a little warm out there. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> That's what I was like. Mm, it's about ninety-eight <laughs> degrees. Yeah, because, you know, I, I took the dog and said, come on, let's go sit on the back plate. Let's go outside. He was like, you know, I got there. I'm like, whoa, you made me, I might have made a mistake. <laughs> see, see, the little dog knew. He knew. Yeah, he, he was ready to go, though. He was like, come on, let's go, man. Let's go. It's a little humid. It's, it might be a little humid, too. Yeah. But, but you, you know, know what? what we say all the time? What yep. do we say here on, on what it's do we say? On the inside. S-O-N is shining on the inside. You know, and that's the point. That, that's what, what matters is what's shining on the inside of you, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I was listening to Evelyn. She was talking, and you know what? That is so true that there's a lot of work to be done. There's yeah. A lot of work to be done. A lot of work to be done. And time is running out. Time is, mm -hmm. Every time I think about that, time is running out. I remember those old movies that I used to watch back when I was a kid where the guy was standing on the soapbox on the corner. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And you know, preach about uh, giving coming. your life to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Jesus right. is coming. You know, and it's like they were right, but we're closer now than we were back then. And you know, it's getting closer. It's getting close. But it's a good time. I mean, it's nothing to be afraid. It's an exciting time to be in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. It is to watch it unfold and all of the stuff that's happening. You know, and we can be. The ones that are steadfast and unmovable and unshaken, and we can give an account of why we why we have the peace that passes all understanding. You know, they can act like nuts all they want to wherever in Washington or whatever, but yeah. we're good. You know, we're good. We pray for but them. Why? Why are we good? Because we pray for them. You know, I, I at least I do, and I know you. No, know I mean, too. but why? Um, why are we standing? Through all the chaos, why are we not moved? By yeah, because, yeah, okay, because we got because we got the word of God. You know, we got His word, and we got His word. First off, He tells us to pray for those in authority, and when right. we do that, we will lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godness and honesty. So, whether okay. whatever they do, you know, it doesn't really matter because of what we believe in God. And then we're watching Matthew twenty four just unfold. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it is happening. It, you know, it's happening more and more frequently. I was talking to somebody and I say, you don't really hear about how the Bible talks about earthquakes and famine and all that stuff. You don't really hear about it because earthquakes happen all the time. Remember, they used to happen here in Texas where we are 
you know, two, three times a week. But you don't even hear about it anymore because of everything else that's going on. It kind of supersedes the, the, the trauma, you know. <laughs> just Well, the little earthquakes we have here, yeah, nothing compared to what they do in California. I think they mm-hmm. had a little shaking in uh in I think it was in Irving, wasn't it? Somewhere mm-hmm. around in Irving where the the ground began to shake, mm-hmm. which is totally unusual for us. But you're right. Earthquakes yeah. in diverse places and mm-hmm. um, famines. Famines and all of that. So yeah. the reason why uh, when you're a Christian and you're standing on the word of God is that the Bible tells us these things are going to happen. Yeah. And it's a, not that we're ignoring them. It's just the fact that we don't have to be moved by it because what's that song? Greater is he that is in me than he is he in, the world. in the world. You know, and, and the first thing Jesus said, he said, what let not your heart be troubled. Oh. First thing he said, he said, let not your heart be troubled. Yeah, and these things have to come to pass. (laughs) You know, they have to come to pass. And so when he said that, it's like, okay, so you're telling me to hang on. (laughs) Okay, what's what's up, you know? But but when I put my faith in his word and I got my confidence, you know, about my salvation and Mm -hmm. and my assignment is to lead others to Christ, you know, then, you know, that's all I got to do. And God gonna he's gonna work out the details about everything else. So I, I'm 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 not gonna worry about all that stuff because it, it, it has to come to pass. So what did the angel tell Mary when uh she was gonna be used to bring the Son of God into the world? What was those two words the angel said? Man, you got me on that one, the other box. Fear not. Fear not. Yeah, okay. Fear not, yeah. Fear not. Fear not. So that's what mm-hmm. that's really what you're saying is that we don't have to fear when we look in the word of God, when we when we read the word of God, when we hide the word of God in our hearts, we don't have to fear. And yeah. uh, what you were saying, which way did you say it? I said, fear not. And you said, let not your heart be troubled, let not your heart be troubled. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like. Well, you know, the scripture tells us that God didn't give us a spirit of fear. Right. And then, but I like Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah 41, with somewhere right in where he says, um, fear not, you know, I will uphold you with my right hand of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he said, I think, like, maybe like verse 10, I think he goes, says it again, like in verse 13 somewhere. He says, you know, fear not. I got you. Yeah. I got you. And so God has got it. If he's told us in his word, don't be afraid. And right. I got you, you know, and I didn't give you fear. So, right. you know, don't let it happen. You know, and fear is always, it's either future-based. It's, it's always future-based because mm-hmm. you could do something and think it's going to come to haunt you down the road. You right. Know? right. So it's, all, it's just future-based. But if we stay inside of the day, you know, that's why I've been able to stay, you know, clean and sober all these years is because, you know, I live one day at a time. Right. You no, know, one day at a time, and and you know what, Elder, what? everything is okay today. <laughs> you know, everything's okay. Everything is okay in this moment. Uh-huh. And so, and so when I can when I can rest in that, you know, I don't have to worry about what what about the what is of tomorrow. You well, know, tell that, me this. Mm-hmm. Tell sure. me this, Elder. Mm-hmm. For the, for somebody that's just starting, maybe rehab or just starting 
to walk this Christian life. Um, what would you say to them? I mean, you're 30 some years sober mm-hmm. and in there, but what did you do at the beginning? Did you just have to take a step and 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 and, and just have faith and, and believe what happened? Yeah, you know what? It, it was like for me, um, I I had finally found somebody who wasn't smoking cocaine, who had smoked, was had used to, and wasn't doing it anymore. And they would tell me how they got how they got free from it. And so and and so then I you know I it's like because I started listening. Cause I was, I was, I was almost sick and tired of being sick and tired. Well, not quite yet, but I was, but I was receptive. I was willing, you know? And so I just began my relationship with God as I understood. And that's what, cause that's where they say, guys, you understand him because they, they leave the door open for the atheist and the agnostic to uh-huh. come in, you know, but I knew about God. So, you know, I, I knew about him. So I started researching. Um, and I started doing a lot of stuff. I, I read a lot of books, you know, and, and I started researching and, and I, and finally, you know, God caught me one day on the piano bench <laughs> on a Sunday <laughs> evening in Gross Point Park and said, uh, and these two kids, uh, two of my, my customer brothers, the brother and sister, Kenny and, uh, and, uh, Christine, and they led me to Christ on the piano bench on a Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, yeah, and I had some, and I was already probably had about a year or so under my belt. You know, but um, but I didn't have that relationship with Christ. Yeah. You know. So it it's important to start. Yes. You know, uh, my friend, a friend of mine, always says, you know, you start with the end in mind. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, with the end yeah. in mind, that's good, but you still got to start. Yep. You have to take it one, you know, one step at a time, and and so it's so important. That instead of uh, trying to get to the finish line, realize that the Lord is here to help us. Mm-hmm. And that it's like you said it already, one day at a time, one, you know, one step at a time. And the point I was wanting you to get to was the times that you had to take it one day at a time mm-hmm. and make Somewhere in that day, during those thirty some years, you know that you've been been sober. That there were times, you know, maybe at the beginning when you'd be like, "Man, this is hard." Yeah, but yeah, going, yeah. Right? yeah and, it, and it was, you know, <clears throat> especially <clears throat> I tell you what, especially on payday Fridays when we got picked, we got paid every two weeks, right? So on payday Fridays, you know, and I and I would get off work, and and the guys, some of the guys I used to get high with. You know, yeah. they would they would look like they were getting ready to have a ball, you know, and they were getting ready to go and they piled in the car and they going, you know, but I couldn't go. Right. You know, it's like been there, done that. And it just, you know, it, it stopped being fun for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it stopped being fun for me. But, you know, but it still was a struggle because, you know, yeah. here I got all this money. And I remember what I used to do on payday Friday. And you, you know, broke. Yeah. Next day, you know, and then I. <laughs> And I remember the pain and all that, you know, that went behind and all that. And yeah. I didn't want that anymore, you know. So I just, you know, went home, changed clothes, went to a meeting, you know, and, and, and got and got a new bunch of friends who were doing something different. There's the, there it is. And, and, and that's what it was, you know, because there, there was this meeting in Detroit called Friday Night Live. Man, and everybody got together. 
you know, and, and you see the same people every Friday night. You know, it was like a get together. You know, mm-hmm. and the same twenty five or thirty people. You know, we would, we would get together. We we at the meeting. You know, and then some would go out to eat afterwards. You know, but after that, you know, I was cool. I'd go home. You know, get ready to go to work the next day. You know, yeah. and, and so that was you know, and then one of the things like instead of going to the club on Saturday, we used to have dances mm-hmm. that we would go to. So we would you know hang out and dance. So then we replaced everything that we used to do. You know, things were replaced. You know, and and, and and that's that's what God does. You know, if God removes a bad habit out of your life, he'll yeah. replace it with something that's beneficial to you. Yeah. Something that he, he'll replace it. You know, he's not going to just leave, you know, take that away. It's like God put it in my life the opportunity to stop drinking and doing drugs. And what he gave me was a program, a relationship with him. He gave me a relationship with him. He moved the drugs and, and, and alcohol out of the way. And then he said, okay, so now you got this void. Now you yeah. got this void. You know, here, try this. You know, try <laughs> me. Yeah, and, and and the thing about it is, is that every day, it's like the angels. You know how they talk about the angels every time they go around the throne and they yeah. say, holy, 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 because they get a new revelation of God. And yeah. that's what it is to me every day, like your favorite scripture verse in Lamentations, you know, that his mercies are new every day. And that every day I get a new revelation of God mm-hmm. every day. You know, when I get into his word, it's a new revelation mm-hmm. because I learn something new from about God, you know, and in my quiet time that I spend with, and, and, and I, I can, I try to urge people that you have to spend time alone and away from God, away with God. You know, one of my Bible studies that I did, I talked about that, about that, that meditating, that quiet time. You know, mm-hmm. I sit here sometimes in the morning, you know, when, and when the sun is coming up, I can look out the window and, you know, I can meditate on the goodness of God. Or if I'm on my back porch, you know, and I can meditate on the goodness of God, you know, and I watch nature happen and, you know, and but I can see what God has done, you know. And so, you know, and then I can, when I read a scripture verse, I can stop and pause for a minute and just think about it. Yeah. You know, and just think about it. Like there's one word that I kind of got hold of, you know, um, and I look up, I look up words in the dictionary, you know, like they say tranquility. I said, what does tranquility yeah. mean? Yeah. You know, so I look it up and it said, free from agitation. Okay, mm-hmm. so if I can get to the word of God, if I, you know, and he says, you know, you know, my word, with my word, what you be, you would be, you would be, you would have tranquility. And I'm like, free from agitation. So I'm not going to be agitated, you know? And, and so and when I think about that, like, okay, so I might get a situation today, but I can be tranquil. It mm-hmm. can be a, it can be a tranquil situation where I can be free from agitation. You know, so, and, and that's why, and, and I encourage people, look up, look up the words in the dictionary. Man, I, get away, get you know, when, when I'm looking at, if I'm reading my Bible and I see a word, you know, I wonder what, because I kind of know what the word means, but right. I see what, what the definition is. Right. You know, right. Says, you know, so I look up the dictionary and I'm like, okay, so that's what that word means. And, and and that enhances that enhances you know what God is trying to say to us for me. Mm. Yeah, it does. You know, and so and then meditate on that word. It'd be about about something like I said about something about being free from agitation. And you can start thinking about all the situations that agitate you. You know, you know. But it's like okay, but you know what? If I get into your word, uh-huh. I can be free from agitation. Free from agitation. You know, I can be free from it. 
And that so, adds a whole yeah. level, new level to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's and so you know it is it, just all about just it's all about spending time with God daily in His Word for me. You know, and, and what it what it has done for me, and I, I I don't tell people something I heard. I just share with you my experiences. You know, they have a, they have a, they have this saying in the program about we share our experience, strength, and hope. You mm. know, and that's what we do. You know, I share my experience. I spare my I share my strength, and I share with you my hope. You know, yeah, because see, I, today I've got hope, and we know my I tell my story about when I didn't have any hope. You know, but today I've got hope. That no matter what I go through, Cheryl, no matter what I go through, you know, I'm gonna be all right. Cause I've I've had some real dark days. Mm-hmm. And, and, and 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 anything that I go through nowadays, it's dusk, okay? <laughs> it's dark, it's dusk, okay. Like the sun, you know how you know how the movie starts at the drive in, the movie starts at dusk, you know. Right, right. It's my days are not dark anymore. You know, it might be, it might be dusk, but it's not dark anymore. You know, it might be cloudy. Mm-hmm. You know, with a chance of rain, yeah, with a chance of rain, yeah. <laughs> but you can stand because you've got an anchor. You've yeah. got that word of God that mm-hmm. you are leaning on. I, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't ever want to live without the Lord, mm-hmm. without His Word, without. Mm-hmm. You know his promises, mm-hmm. and the the Winans used to sing a song: "The gift without a giver is mm-hmm. like a love without a lover. Mm-hmm. It's like honey without the high." So you know you have to have that relationship, you know, with the you know with the Lord. And I love yeah. what you were saying. Look up the words, mm-hmm. get a better understanding. Like you may think you know what peace is, or you may think. You know what guard means, but when yeah, you yeah. look it up and get another word mm-hmm. that you know that that means that like tranquility. Yeah, and, and, and what does God say in that particular scripture verse? What he's saying, you know, and, what, and that's you know what is he saying? You know, and and I like I got it behind me, my Amplified Bible. You know, that's I, I love the Amplified Bible because that's where that particular that's in. Uh, Proverbs three, think verse two, where it talks about you can have a life that's free from mm-hmm. tranquility. And you know, and, and, and so that's when I look it up and I'm like, okay, cool. You know, but the thing about it, like you were saying something, you know, and it was real good because God told us in Psalms, "Oh, taste and see, yeah, <laughs> that the Lord is good." You know, and once you've had that taste, you know, you don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go back. If the enemy's going to try to 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 pull you. He's going to try to pull you. He's going to do everything he can. I was I was uh, talking about you know about how the enemy knows he's got he's got he's got a playbook, okay? <laughs> and he and it, for for every he, he's got a playbook. You know he's got he's got a book that he 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 has for everything. But in all of our lives, he's got a playlist, okay? <laughs> he's got a play. He knows he knows he know he said. Oh, let me play this tune here. You know, <laughs> let me play this one here. He knows what it takes. He knows what has gotten us in the past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, but if, if, if we renew our minds daily in the word, yeah. we, don't, we don't fall prey to his, you know, like by the time we're not eating his devices. Mm-hmm. You know, we know. And you we say, know. I've seen this before. Yeah, that's what, yeah, you, yeah. Hey, wait a minute, I've seen, this, I've seen this movie before. You know, I've seen this scene before. Wait a minute. 
I know how that I'm works. Not fall and I'm yeah. not gonna fall for it. Yeah, yeah. I have today. to do that. I'm like, I've seen, I've been here before. Yeah, you know, like, well, <laughs> yeah, you, right. you know, how you want, you know, you, you know, you. Well, I used to think, you know, why would you not like me? Mm-hmm. You know, I, well, everybody yeah. should like me, but everybody don't, and they don't like you either. So. Yeah. The, but the enemy used to be able, you know, to really mm. mess with that. Now I just be like, everybody don't have to like me, and it's okay. I speak to the person, and I keep moving, and it, you know, yeah. it's like, as long as my heart stays pure, and I know mm. that I haven't done anything to you, it's all right. Yeah. But my point, not so much that situation, but the point is, is that that used to be something mm. that the enemy could use, and I'd go home and I try to figure out, well, what did I say to them? Yeah. What I do to them. He's like, no. And then Bishop Jake said, like, everybody, everybody, everybody ain't gonna like you. Mm, regardless. Yeah. And it's okay. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, like what they're saying, they got uh it ain't about you, boo. <laughs> ah, ain't about you. Yeah. So so this this is this has been really good. I believe that the encouragement, you know, of number one, you know, you started your is it thirty five years? 37. 37 years clean mm-hmm. uh, and how you meditate on the word of God yeah. and you're encouraging us to use the dictionary look up you know look up the words don't just think you know what it means because that tranquility you know that ain't no joke and when you talk about meditating mm-hmm. on the word you're not talking about um you're not talking about that you're talking yeah. about meditating reading yeah. the scripture mm-hmm. asking God to speak and um, and then listen, man. I'm thinking loud because. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gonna say that? No, I was just thinking that you know that's the key is you know is to listen. Right. You know, it, 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 I was just thinking that because prayer is a it, prayer is a two way street. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you talk, he listens; he talks, you listen. You know, and and when we and when we when we spend time with God in His Word. How much time do we give to listen to yeah. what the word has to say? Right, right. Listen. We must. We're talking. Yeah. Because we have to take those. And, you know, the best way to do that is to quickly uh, do your five minutes with God. Every morning. Mm-hmm. Every morning. You know, and, 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 and to jumpstart that, get my book, Five Minutes with God. Okay, it's a, it's a 365 daily devotional. You can get it at Amazon.com or my website. You can get a signed copy at BOTVM.com. But mm-hmm. get yourself a copy of it today. It will bless you. I'm telling you, and it's the easiest way it gets you, for you to get intimate with God, intimate with your Bible on a daily basis. On a daily basis. And you know, Elder, and I'm I'm going I'm to I'm let it go, but there's a guy that I, I um, sold a copy to in my physical therapy. And he wound up giving me an offering and said, man, I love it. You know, like a week later, he said, I love it. He went on Amazon and bought his son a copy. Well, he sent me a text message last week. He said, Elder Brett, uh, man, I love your book, man. I have never gotten into the Bible like I have since I read your book. Man, thank you. You know, when is your next book coming out? And I yeah. said, well, you know, I don't have another one. Not yet. I'm not working on that. But I got him I got him in touch with my, my daily walking in the Word. You know, I gave him, I got his email address, so I emailed him. But, you know, those are on my Facebook page, Brett Gilbert. And then, you know, the Walking in the Word, you know, um, and then I do my Bible studies um, on there on 9 o'clock 
Tuesdays and Sat Wednesdays and Saturday mornings at nine o'clock. And then we do this six o'clock um, on Monday mornings. But join us. You know, I'm on all social media platforms, but the word of God is going forth. And I'm enjoying it, doing that and resting in his word here because we power with joy on a Monday, every Monday, walking in the word. All right. Well, thank you so much, Elder Brett, for being on the Cheryl Boggs show. And we look forward to talking to you next week. <laughs> next week, Elder Boggs, you have a great day. Right, you too. Bye. Bye. I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. You're listening to the Cheryl Boggs show, resting in his word earlier live every Monday, starting at 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern, right here on Fishbowl Radio Network. Don't go anywhere because after the break, my guest, Babby Mason is going to be joining. Don't go nowhere. Hi, I'm Carmina Barnett, and I just want to encourage you to check out the brand new single from Cheryl Boggs. It's the song Get Up. A lot of friends. Smiles big, but it's all And listen, it is so inspirational. It's so powerful. It's so encouraging. It's all of that in just a little bitty time. <laughs> This song is so powerful, and I'm telling you, the words in this song will help minister to anyone that you know that may be going through something traumatic, something difficult. The world has been in a very unusual place in the last couple of years, and whatever we can use to be of an encouragement, we should do it. This song is that. So definitely use it to just help inspire and encourage those you love. Y'all check it out. It's the brand new single from Cheryl Boggs, the song Get Up. Get Up by Cheryl Boggs is available on all digital platforms. Download your copy today and check out the video on YouTube. Get Up by Cheryl Boggs. My Testimony is the latest CD by Cheryl Boggs, featuring the hit single, Some Trust, powerful worship songs such as In Your Presence and Holy Spirit Breathe, and there's a throwback song, I Thank You. Download your copy of My Testimony by Cheryl Boggs today at CherylBoggs.com, iTunes, CD Baby, and all digital outlets. You'll find your testimony in My Testimony by Cheryl Boggs. Hey, this is Cheryl, and I'd like to tell you about my song, Tumble. I hear shackles rattling, foot stomps and hands are clapping. Jericho's walls are crashing, tumbling, tumbling. The story of Tumble is a story of victory on the horizon, but hasn't taken effect yet. The walls haven't quite come down, but you can see the cracking taking place. And the process is beginning. The battle is still raging, but victory is within your grasp. Tumble by Cheryl Boggs featuring The Outcry is available for download on all digital platforms. Download your copy today. If you're looking for an easy listening praise and worship CD with a fresh sound and anointing, then this is the CD for you. Peer Worship from My Heart to His by Cheryl Boggs. Peer Worship will inspire you and bring a level of peace and the presence of God to you wherever you are. For more information, you may visit my website at www.cherylboggs.com. Also available on iTunes and cdbaby.com. 
What's up, everybody? It's Mr. Talkbox here, and you're listening to the Cheryl Box Show, resting in his word. Let's go. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Alexis Spite, and you are listening to Cheryl Boggs, resting in his, in his word. Hey, what's up? I'm Melvin Williams, and you're listening to Resting in His Word with Cheryl Boggs. Hey, y'all, this is Ron Poindexter, and you listen to the Cheryl Boggs Show, and you're resting in his word. Perfect. Thank you. Hey, everybody, this is Pastor Wayne McDowell, and you are listening to Cheryl Boggs, resting in his word. Can you feel it tumbling? Listen, fear and doubt, unbelief, all of that has got to go. Why? Because you're going to stand on the word of God and he is going to be your rock. He is going to be your sustainer. He's going to be um, that foundation that you can lean on, that you can depend on. On. Well, I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. You're listening to the Cheryl Boggs Show, resting in his word, heard here live every Monday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, right here on Facebook Live, 
as well as on Fishbowl Radio Network's website and uh, Cheryl Boggs on YouTube. Well, like I always say, it's a BEA beautiful day here in the Dallas, Texas surrounding areas. And I have the honor and the privilege to have Babby Mason. Yeah, you all know her. Yeah, you all love her. I've got her right here on the Cheryl Boggs show. Hello there. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Wonderful. Good to see you today. Good to see you as well. Yes, I I, uh, I told you the last time we were together, I said, people, I love Baby Mason. I will follow Baby Mason. I was like, well, I will tell her. <laughs> now tell you them, tell them all Baby said hello. Tell them Baby said hello. <laughs> I will. And I didn't really mean to put you on the spot, but I told them uh, in, the, uh, in the comments, I was like, hey, if you have questions for her, Put it in the chat. I said, I mean, this is a wealth of knowledge. And, wow. uh, uh, you know, so we'll see if anybody's brave enough to do that. But I've got a lot of response. And they were like, Babby Mason. One man said, Babby Mason, wow. <laughs> That's what I say, wow. <laughs> so welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, my friend. So... You, I know that you do so, so much. Uh, I'm going to let you in with my, with my camera. I just realized I need some more battery, so I'm plugging up my camera. There we go. Oh, okay, good, good. So, I mean, you do so much. I was like, I don't even know where to start. But I'm going to take you way, way, way back. Oh, boy. Way, way, way back. And this was a song. We're going to play it maybe a little later. Uh, when you can't see his hand, trust his heart. Yeah, when you can't trace his hand, trust trace his heart. His hand. Yeah, when you yeah. can't trace his hand, trust his heart. And you've been writing songs. Check out my segue. You've been writing songs like that for years. What, as a songwriter, how did you get started writing? Well, let me preface that, Cheryl, by saying this. Um, first of all, my friend, it's always good to see you, and thank you for having me on the show. What a privilege it is to just do life with you, and I love this. Um, you know, songs come are inspired by different ways, and it, you just have to be a good listener. You know, you, you read a lot, you pay attention to life, you pay attention to your situations that, you know, that are happening in your life, you you are maybe inspired by a scripture verse or uh, a story. Any of those things could inspire a song. Okay. And this song actually was inspired by a friend of mine who lost a very dear loved one. And he loved and still loves the writings of Charles Haddon Spurgeon. And Spurgeon is quoted, he is credited with the quote, God is too wise to be mistaken. God is too good to be unkind. And when you cannot trace his hand, trust his heart. So my friend and I wrote this song, my friend Eddie Carswell, who's a great songwriter, he and I got together and wrote this song for our friend who had just lost his wife. And we wrote this song to encourage him. And I'll tell you, this song 
it just continues to be an encouragement. I, the last record, well, one of the records that I, that I recorded called Timeless, I was looking for, you know, another song. I'm always an encourager and always looking for songs that encourage people. And so I thought, well, you know, I'll do this song because the song had been out since the 90s. And I did it in probably 2005. And I said, you know, I'm just going to put this song on the record. I love the message. But little did I know how much this song would be a blessing to people who are going through challenges. Mm-hmm. And so it, and it has even come back to minister to me many, many times. And the song really speaks for itself. We filled out the chorus. God is too wise to be mistaken. God is too good to be unkind. When you don't understand, when you don't see his plan, when you can't trace his hand, trust his heart. Yes, yes, yes. And when I was going back through uh, all of the many, many songs that you had, and that was, I was like, yeah, I remember that one. So, amen. Thanks for sharing that. Yes. Yeah. So, what... I know we're going to get into um, a lot of different things that you want to share, the different platforms. Uh, but I just, I just want people to know a little bit more um, about Babby Mason. I mean, they, we see the songs, we see the radio, we see all of that. But at the core of all that you do is what? The core of, pro- you know, life and ministry evolves because... Probably 39 years ago when I entered ministry, um, I was singing and doing a lot of singing and traveling, doing the bulk of my concerts. And, um, you know, this is what I know, that we have more in us than we know we have. We have more in us than we think we have. And so there are are different seasons that God challenges us to do something new Mm -hmm. or something, something more, something different. And... It seems like every decade, the Lord kind of changes the direction of life and ministry. So in the eighties, in the, in the eighties, I was just beginning to launch ministry. I, I was a school teacher. I taught middle high school music for eight years. And then in the mid eighties, launched music ministry. By 1990, I'd signed with Word Records. I did 10 records with them. So that took me to the year 2000. By the time the year 2000 rolled around, I had been traveling with the the women's group, Women of Faith, and maybe some of the ladies that are watching the program or some um, of your viewers would maybe recognize that conference. It was a huge conference, and I mean women by the thousands yeah. would come to this conference. And we had wonderful guests, myself, uh, C. Who has passed away now, but she was from Dallas, Texas. Uh, Lucy Swindoll, Marilyn Meberg, um, Sheila Walsh, uh, wonderful guests. And I, I was um, also one of those guests. And traveling with that team of women just fortified my faith in so many ways. And it challenged me. I would, wa- I would watch those. Listen, Cheryl, I would watch those women get on stage and tell their, their stories, deliver their speech, impact thousands and thousands of women. And I'd sit there. Um, I, I did like my 30 minute concert every Friday night, um, during the tour. But on Saturdays, when I would watch these women speak, they would motivate me. So when I said, you know what, God, I can do that. I want to do that. And he, the Lord will drop the seed of a dream, the seed of a desire in your spirit to where you get to the place where you have to do it. You're, you're compelled to do it. 
And so then in, so in the early 2000s, I began to speak, write books. Never in a million years would I ever think that God would call me to stand on a stage and speak to women, mm-hmm. to lead Bible studies, to uh, do women's retreats and women's conferences as a speaker and Bible study teacher. But uh, so I've added that to my, you know, to the list of the things that God has called me to do. And right. and along the way, people would say, well, Babby, you know, how do you write your songs? Can you teach me? How do you write your books? Can you coach me? How do you develop a message so, so that you can speak on the stage? Can you show me how to do that? And so along the way, we began, we began mentoring others, singers, songwriters, authors, and speakers. And so I'm teaching today as well as singing and writing and speaking, teaching, but I'm also doing a lot of mentoring. So, um, and you know, I'm at a, at a season in my life where, um, it's a culmination of all of those things. And the beautiful thing is God is not finished with me yet. For me, there's no expiration date on God's plan for my life. And so when he tells me to, um, to, to take a seat, I will. But until then, I, I want to, um, you know, I want to do all that he has called me to do. Amen. I mean, I could have read some of that, but there's nothing like hearing it straight from you, my friend. And I yeah. love that because when you were talking, I was hearing that uh, we can't be afraid to step out. We can't be afraid to just say, well, this is what I've always done. I'm just going to keep doing what I've always done. No, when God drops another dream or another vision, then uh, without fear, you know, or, or like, what does uh, Joyce Meyer say? Do it afraid. <laughs> but yeah, do it afraid. Or as we, as we say, as we say, you know, in, in the, on the block, do it scared, you know, <laughs> do, do it scared, you know, you might <laughs> do it scared. And, um, and I'm not going to say that I was fearless, but what I did was when the Lord gave me a new assignment, I'll tell you one of the things that strikes down fear and that is information, um, education. If you don't know how to write, if you want to write a book, but you don't know how, then take a course, find a coach. Mm-hmm. If you want to write a song and you don't know how, then find you a songwriting coach. I, I know book coaches and I'm a book coach. I'm a songwriting coach. Um, I have family members that are book coaches and songwriting coaches. So if you are called to do this and you don't know how, Find someone who can help you. And then that one, that will eliminate or greatly lessen the fear factor. The fear factor. Yes, yes. Listen, she's answering questions that y'all are like thinking about asking. I'm asking them for you. Okay. And so <laughs> I love get, it. This, get this information. Yes. So, all right. So. With all of the things that you have going on now, uh, which one do you want to go to next? I mean, what do you want to talk about? What is it the new, the newness of 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 ministry in in your life? Yeah, you know, I think one of the things that is really brand new is um, Bible study. Is teaching the Bible oh. and and teaching women to dig deep into God's word. And so I, I really, um, the Lord has allowed me to really connect with women and to challenge them to share their faith, to tap, to challenge them not to be afraid to share their faith. So I'm writing a book right now, Cheryl, I'm writing a brand new book called each one reach one everyday ways. You can shine God's light. Mm 
and the book will be available um, next August. And I'm writing it, editing it right now. Well, the book is written, but it's being edited right now. Uh-huh. And this will be my 10th book. And the the current book, my, my most current book is called Fully Qualified, Maximizing Your God-Given Potential. I wrote that book for Christian creatives, those singers, songwriters, authors, and speakers that want to use their gifts for God. Mm-hmm. This is the book for you. You can get it at my website at babby.com. This book will motivate you, encourage you, um, educate you, and um, to use your gifts for God. And I, I found a passage in the book of First, um, First Samuel, chapter sixteen, and it is the story of where David was called into service of Saul. Yeah. And Saul heard about David through some of his servants. You know, Saul was having these episodes that caused him to be um, depressed at one moment and then off the chart. Um, you know, he was just he was just having these mood swings that were detrimental to him and those around him. You're right. And his servant said, you know, I know this guy. And see, that is the thing that that separates the rest from the best is when your reputation precedes you. And when there is a need that arises, somebody says, hey. I know this guy. I know this girl. I know this lady. She's an excellent singer. She's an excellent songwriter. She's an awesome speaker. And your reputation, the Bible says, your gifts will make room for you. Right. And David's gift made room for him. And in that chapter are some wonderful qualifications for ministry. So if you're a singer, songwriter, author, speaker, teacher, preacher, you need to have these qualifications, and these are those. You can find it in the 16th chapter of the book of First Samuel. And this is what the servant said about David. He said, he's a skillful musician. He's a brave man. Mm. He speaks well. He's good-looking, and the Lord is with him. Yeah. And those are some great qualifications that we all need for ministry. He's a skillful yeah. musician. Mm-hmm. He's a brave man. He's a warrior. He speaks well. He's good looking and the Lord is with him. So if you want to know how to get started, you fulfill that list of qualifications right there and you'll yes. be ready. Yes. And that's B-A-B-B-I-E dot com. That's right. My name is right there on the screen. Babby dot com. First name only. Yes, definitely. I'm telling you, you answering questions, girl, without even, <laughs> without even. Glad I can serve. Oh my goodness. And, and so now you are, okay. So an author, so singer, songwriter, author, speaker. So you all can invite her to your, uh, to your church or she could zoom in and uh, speak to, uh, the women uh, and on top of that, you have a TV show. I have a television show. And you were recently a, a wonderful guest. Hey! On my show. And the show is called Babby's House. We tape the show here in the Atlanta area at WATC TV 57. So you can find the show either on their YouTube channel at WATC TV 57, on my YouTube channel, Babby Mason's YouTube channel. And, um, or you can see the show live or, or on, on television rather at the NR, on NRB TV. And if you live in the Atlanta area, then you, it's all over the Atlanta area in, in metropolitan Atlanta, 
um, most of North Georgia, you can find the, the television show in, you know, regular television. But it's all over the Internet. You can just go to um, YouTube or the Internet and search for Babby's House. And you can even go to my website at Babby.com and get information there. So, yeah, it's a wonderful show where we encourage um, people to live for Jesus. I, listen, Cheryl Boggs, I want to do all I can to make the name of Jesus famous. Yes, yes. That's what I want to do. And you are. And thank you for having me. I was, I was really privileged to be uh, on your show, Babby's House. I was like, I have made it. <laughs> and you, listen, I was so blessed to hear you sing. Oh, my goodness. You're amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I have, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but just like everybody else, I mean, I've watched you for years. That's how I knew the song, uh, you know, Trust His Hand. Uh, and gosh, so many other, uh, you have inspired so many of us to write yes. songs and, 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 and just, you know, sing and let God, you know, let Amen. God use us and, and not be afraid. And um, what I love about you is, is that you never try to be anything other than what God put inside of you. you know? Yeah. And well, I won't say that that has always been easy, you know. It has. It's Finding your easy. own identity is can be a challenge because listen we're all unique god has called us to be unique we're not supposed to be like anybody else and yeah. so finding who you are can sometimes be a challenge but that means you have to sometimes step out on the edge because there's nobody else who looks like you nobody else who can do what you there are a lot of people who sing a lot of people who write you you may those of you that are watching you might be a singer or a songwriter but nobody can sing like you nobody can write like you you're unique unto your own self. And so you just have to, you just have to be yourself. Be yourself because everybody else is taken. So just do, just do you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I agree. It is, it is not easy, you know, because at first you want to, well, I want to be like this and I want to be like that, but you have to settle in. Yes. And, uh, on, on, on who God called you to be. And in the uh, early days, I, emulated and there were so many wonderful women singers and even some male singers whose songwriting I loved their songs I I love um and they actually taught me you know I like to study uh, the writings of other uh, Christian writers and gospel music writers I love to study their their style I love to study their lyrics and their melodies and how they turn this phrase um, I love to study speakers and authors and how you know their style of writing and their style of communicating um, and, you know, watching them and taking notes on them and learning from them really encouraged me. But there comes a time where you have to ask God for the confidence to just be yourself. And sometimes that's scary because you look around and there's nobody else that looks like you or sounds like you. But that's the key to your success. Your uniqueness is the key to your success. We, we, we sometimes think, well, I'm the only one and that's a scary, that's a scary place to be, but really your uniqueness is your superpower. Mm. And so don't be afraid to, to be yourself because what you bring uniquely is the thing that really, the thing that you think is the strangest about you is usually the key to your success. And can I use, can I be, can I give you an example? And I'm going to be real, 
going to be real honest and, and transparent here. When I first started singing, you know, I grew up in a black pre- preacher's home. My father was a Baptist pastor. And growing up, you know, if you if you didn't shout and scream and and um, you know grit your voice and and scream and and growl, if you didn't have that growl, then you weren't considered a real singer. Right. Okay. <laughs> yes. But for some reason, I didn't have that. I don't. I still don't have that kind of voice. And you know, I would try shouting and screaming on Sunday, and I just ended up with laryngitis on Monday. You, you know, and it was just very frustrating for me to try to find that growl, a growl that I don't have, still don't have. Yeah. And when I started singing, I you know I write. Um, a lot of different styles of music, and I do write some gospel music. I like, like um, God will open up the windows. That's one of the songs that I sing um, that, that I wrote. Um, God is in the room is a is a powerful gospel song. Stop by the church is a song that I sing. These are all gospel songs, but I also write and sing songs like Trust His Heart, the song that you just mentioned a moment ago, and yeah. Standing in the Gap, a duet, the a trio that I did with Helen Baylor and Cindy Morgan, and with all my heart, and each one reach ones, and song each one reach one, and songs about sharing our faith. They have beautiful messages. My my music is 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 message driven. And so when people would hear, in the early days, when people would hear my music on the radio, they would actually um, think that I was a white girl. I had many people say, wow, they would come to my concerts and they say, man, I thought you were a white girl. <laughs> and that and that really messed with my head, you know. But, but I'll tell you what happened. I began to look out into my concerts, Cheryl, and I began to see God doing a beautiful thing. I began to see God bringing black people and white people and the yeah. body of Christ together in worship in many places where it had, it had never been. This was back in the 80s and 90s when it when it wasn't popular. Popular, right, right. And um, so the Lord has allowed this ministry to be a bridge. Um, and he has allowed this ministry to bring the body of Christ together. And it took me a while to be comfortable in that place. But now I realize that that's... That's the place that God has called me to be. And so, so, so for those of you, those of you who are watching, if it's uncomfortable, um, if it's unique, if it's different, if, if it, um, if it's a, if it's a, a unique place, that's usually oftentimes where God is calling you. That's usually a void that you can fill. I have, uh, this is actually a cousin of mine, Bonnie. And she lives in Michigan. And she's saying, I saw her many years ago in person while she was ministering in song at a local church there. Oh, wait a minute. She my cousin, so you know she long-winded. Let me see if I can get... <laughs> uh, let me see. Get to the point. Wow. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And she was saying, so good to see, see you. And, oh, she said, each of us are beautiful. And the song you both have, Serving God and Blessing. So she was just saying that. She remembers you. She got to see you in person years ago. And uh, I think she lives in... uh, Bonnie, where in Michigan do you live? I know it's not Lansing. Grand Rapids. I believe she lives in Grand Rapids. Well, I am a Michigan native. Uh I was born and raised in Michigan. So she probably saw me somewhere around, around home. That's yeah. really exciting to hear. Yeah, yeah. So, well, they're definitely gleaning. So I want to give you a little break, and I, I want people to hear a little bit of this song. 
that I had no idea the testimony behind the song. It just like when I was looking through it, I was like, yes, that is the song. And it is on your timeless classic. <laughs> uh, so let's play a little bit of Trust His Heart. Beautiful. Sometimes we don't see how they could Struggles that break our hearts in two Sometimes blind us to the truth Our Father knows what's best for us Yeah. 
love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And it is, um, you're right, it is just timeless. It is because we all go through different things and different seasons in our life. And we don't understand. Yes. You have to trust his, you know, trust his heart. When you can't trace his hand, trust his heart. Yes. I was about to cry. I was over here. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, because it is, it is so true. And you and I, 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 I dare not try to compare myself to you, but I'll just kind of be on the edge. I love songs with a message and a meaning that goes beyond, you know, just a beat or a melody, something that, you know, that you can actually sit down and the words can become life to yes. you. Yes. Yes. And that to me is a great songwriter. So kudos to you and the other nice man that put that together. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so very, very much. Yes. Yeah. I want to write songs that, that, it's like meat on the bones. You know what I mean? I want to write songs that my prayer is whenever I write a song and I want to put it on a record, um, I think about that person. Honestly, this is a real honest prayer. I imagine that somebody is trying to make it through the night. Mm. I imagine that somebody's trying to make it. Yeah. And they are sitting on the edge of their bed or they are crying in the middle of the night and I don't know if you've ever laid on your back and in the dark of your room at night mm -hmm. trying to sleep and the tears and the tears roll down your face and into your ears you know what I mean yeah yes I I'm, talking about, I'm talking about that kind of desperation mm -hmm. and I want to write songs that speak to people in those kind of hours yeah. and um, I think trust his heart is one of those messages um, that you, you've lost a loved one or you're fighting a, an addiction or your child is away from home and you you haven't heard from your, your child or your husband isn't walking with the Lord or, um, you know, just name any number of things that a person can be going through. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my mother was the first lady. My father was a pastor in, in Michigan, Jackson, Michigan. So my mother was the first lady. And I remember very often um, when when dad was out you know, we didn't have, we had a small church, so there, there were no office hours. Our, our, our house was the office, okay? Okay. And we, and we answered the phone as kids, and we took the message. You know, we ministered to people over the phone. But every once in a while, someone would call my mother, and my mother would try to minister to them, and I would hear her. And this is the honest truth. Maybe this has happened in your house. You heard your mother in a conversation. And, you know, if the situation was just kind of a matter of fact, she would go like this. She'd go, mm. Or if it, if it was a little bit more drama, she would say, mm -mm. or, or if it was, you know, if it was escalating, she might say, mm, mm, mm. but if somebody's house was on fire, she would say, mm, 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 mm. and that's what I heard. That was what I would hear my mother's response in the house. And then she'd hang up the phone and she'd walk through the house and she'd say, Lord, if it ain't one thing, it's another. And that's the kind of music I want to write. I want to write songs that minister to people in their hours when it ain't one. If it ain't one thing, it's another. And that one thing or another is Jesus. Mm 
Yeah. He is the answer to our dilemmas. He is the peace to our anxiety. He is the hope for our hopelessness. And those are the kind of songs that I, I want to write songs that maybe can serve as a lifeline for somebody. Can you give us the chorus again? God is too, yes, gladly. God is too wise to be mistaken. God is too good to be unkind. Mm. And when you don't understand, when you don't see his plan, when you can't trace his hand, trust his heart. That is so powerful. I'm telling you, you know how a song will hit you uh, at a different time, at a different yes. rate? That yes. song's hitting me today. Yes. <laughs> Loving it. Because it's so important, especially um, in this journey that we call life. It's not a sprint. I mean, it is a marathon. It is a journey. And we have the ups and we have the downs. You have the valleys. You know, you have the mountains. And, and I always talk about you have to have an anchor. You have to have something that you can hold on to. And I'm loving that. He's too wise, you know, and he's too kind. I love it. Yes, I love it too. And the message is very, very timely, timeless. And it's timely. And you, you know, you know, you have um, the possibility of writing something that can minister to people. Cheryl, I've, I have gotten pictures. I have pictures of actual um, a loved ones, not my, not my relatives, but people have sent me pictures of their loved ones where these lyrics are carved on their tombstones. And it just, it just so humbles me to know that something that I've written or, or a song that I've written or a lyric that I've written or something that I've said could actually touch somebody in such a way that yeah. it, they would make it, in, they would put it in on such a permanent piece of existence. But, you know, to God be the glory. Um, I just thank God that he has allowed me to walk this path so that I can encourage others. And it just lets me know that this is where God has me. And I'm, I'm just trying to, um, as Martin Luther King said, I'm just trying to do God's will. Do God's will. Well, my cousin says it was in, she's in Grand Rapids now, but she said my church at that time was First Assembly of God, Pastor Benson. Wonderful. Yeah. So that's where she saw you. In, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And she did. Yeah. I'm telling you, they, they was like, we're going to be on Babby. We're going to have Babby. I was like, well, she's going to be on my show. They were saying nothing about me. It was all about Babby. <laughs> Babby. I said, well, she's a friend of mine. She's a friend okay. Of mine. She's my friend too, people. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I love it. So we talked about your book. So definitely go to Babby.com and get the book. You're uh, in, uh, what's it, aspiring it's Single. called fully. It's called fully qualified. Fully qualified. Maximizing your God-given God-given potential, and you can go to my website at babby.com and you can get a copy of that book. And I have many other books right there on the website. You can just go to uh, Babby Store, and um, and you can also um, 
listen to my internet radio station. There's a listen live button. You can click that listen live button. Check out uh, Babby Mason Radio. You can look at, for my concert calendar where I may be in a city near you. We can do life together and allow me to encourage you on an ongoing basis. So this is what I do, Cheryl. And this is, this is the highest calling of my life other than my family. Um, this is what I believe God has called me to do. Well, we are so thankful that you do. You definitely inspire me on so many different levels because of the uniqueness of, and, and, you know, sometimes I, I can growl and, 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 but most of the time, you know, I like to sing a song with a message and not that a growl, you can't have a message. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying like when I write, um, when I'm writing, I want to write something that'll live beyond that moment. Like those words in that song, only God knew. I mean, there you had like hundreds and hundreds of songs I could have chosen, you know, but that was the one that that's, you know, really stuck out. And I know that was God. And then I listened to it and I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, it, it really, um, you know, touches your heart and you're like, wow, God, you do know, you do have me, you, you, you know, he you has know you. About me. Yeah. And, and so that's the encouraging. And that's why, you know, I come here on Mondays, you know, it, cause it's the Cheryl Boggs show. I just put my name on it, but it's really resting in his word is the tagline for, you know, this program. And that is letting people know, you know, the word of God is true. You can lean on it. You can rest in that. Yeah. And yeah. So I like that. I like the title of your show, resting in God's word. Mm -hmm. And I want to just park right there on the word resting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you, I see that you're sitting in a chair. Yeah. I'm sitting in a chair. Probably most people who are watching the show right now are maybe on their desktop or their phone. And the possibility is that they're sitting in a chair. And, you know, when you sit down in a chair, if you think about it, you I don't know, maybe you did, but I know I didn't. When I sat down in my chair, I didn't examine it. If the hinges were working right, I didn't examine it to see if the springs were working right and if it was sturdy enough to hold me up. Um, I just sat down in it. Uh, I just sat down in it knowing that it was going to hold me up. Mm -hmm. I can rest in it knowing that it is strong enough to support me. And that is what resting in the Lord looks like. If you need a vision, if you need a vision as to what resting means, it means letting go and letting whatever it is that you're resting on sustain you. Mm. And so this may be for somebody tonight who is having a challenge resting in Jesus just like you resting in your bed or resting in your chair with your feet propped up, not holding on to the edge of the chair or the edge of the bed, wondering, is it going to cave in on you at any minute? No, that's not how we rest. In the same way, you can trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. You want him to direct your path? Rest in it. You want him to guide you? Trust you, trust him because we, if you want a relationship with Jesus, you know, you, you can't have a relationship with anybody that you don't trust. Mm, that's good. Yeah. 
So, and that, that relationship is built on, is built on love. And so this is a real test of our faith and a real test of our love with, with Jesus. If you love him, if you really love him like you say you love him, then you then trust him. Lean on him. Put all your faith, rest in him like, like your show says. Rest in his word. Trust him with your life. Trust him with your situations and your circumstances and your, your, your relationships and your situationships. Okay? Trust the Lord with all of it. That's so good. That's so good. And that was a ministering moment. That was so good because we want you to rest in the word of the Lord. And it is based on love, his love for us. Why do you love him so much? Because he first loved us. Well, I just appreciate you so much. And this is like, you know, it's like, Hanging out with you is so cool, as they say. But I know you have a lot to do. So, but I appreciate you taking time uh, out of your day to be on the Cheryl Boggs show, resting in His Word. And you all go to babby.com, buy everything in the store, get a quote, go to YouTube and just do the Babby Mason mix. Listen to the songs there and the videos or go to babby.com, hit that radio button, listen live. Listen, she everywhere, she everywhere doing the work of the Lord. Is there anything you want to, uh, again, share with us before we go? Yes, always. I always have a word to encourage my friends. That's I want you to know that the Lord loves you. Man, there's just so much I could say. But let me close it. Let me close it by close everything by saying this. Uh, my dear mother, she's in heaven with the Lord now, but uh, her birthday, had she lived, if she were still living, we would celebrate her birthday on October the 4th. And she was born in 1923. So if she were living, we would be celebrating her 100th birthday on October the 4th. And my mother was a, she was the consummate pastor's wife. Gracious, beautiful, uh, you know, a hostess, you know, everything that a pastor's wife is supposed to be. She had a beautiful voice because my mother sang with me. Uh, she sang Stop by the Church with me. That won me my first Dove Award. And she also sang with me, God will open up the windows and pour you out a blessing. So she was a star singer. But when my father passed away, my mother and I did a radio interview once. And the interviewer asked my mother to close in some encouraging words like I'm doing right now. And my mother had some very profound, unforgettable words to say. She said to those who were listening, she said, you know, I could tell you to hang in there. You know how we use that phrase. We ask one another, how are you doing? And sometimes our response is, well, I'm hanging in there. My mother proceeded to use these words. She said, you know, believers don't hang in there. Believers stand in there. The Bible doesn't tell us to hang in there. Right. Because when you're hanging in there, you're vulnerable. You're exposed. You're at risk when you're hanging in there. She said, you know, when you're hanging, you kind of picture somebody dangling by a thread, just trying to hold on. Right. But she said, believers don't hang in there. We stand in there. And she reminded me me and she reminded the listeners and I'm reminding all of you tonight 
of Ephesians chapter 6 that says, having done all mm. to stand, stand therefore and put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand the fiery darts of the wicked one. As a matter of fact, my mother instructed us, and I'm going to instruct all of you, the teacher that I am, the professor that I am, I'm giving you an assignment. And the assignment is to take the phrase, I'm hanging in there, totally out of your vocabulary. And when somebody asks you how you're doing, you say, I'm standing. I'm standing in there. Because we're no longer hanging. The reason why is because Jesus was already hung up or I hang up so that we can stand up strong and secure on his word. So we don't hang. We stand. Stand. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You heard it here, folks. This is Babby Mason. And go to Babby.com. Well, I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs, and you've been listening to The Cheryl Boggs Show, Resting in His Word, heard here live every Monday starting at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, right here on Fishbowl Radio Network, as well as on Cheryl Boggs' media page on Facebook and Cheryl Boggs' YouTube channel. Well, thank you so much, Babby Mason, for being on the the Cheryl Boggs Show, and we look forward to seeing you again real soon. God bless you, my friend. Thank you so much. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Well, I know you've enjoyed the show today, and I want you to join me again next week. Same time, same station, right here. Will you? <laughs> I look forward to it. God bless. You've been listening to Resting in His Word with Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. Please send all prayer requests, questions, or comments to rihw at cherylboggs.com. Resting in His Word is a listener-supported program. To find out how you can support the program, you may visit my website at C-H-E-R-Y-L-B-O-G-G-S dot com or call 972-239-0406 for more information. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, please read Romans 10, 9-13 and pray to receive Jesus in your heart today. You'll be glad you did. And remember, he that dwells in the secret place will always be found resting in his word.